You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back for your Wednesday episode of Locked On Browns. Uh, we're going to, you know, basically keep up with the uh, close of the season, cleaning out the lockers, that type of business. Um, lots to discuss here. Um, still getting to a little bit from Sunday. Uh, we're going to get to a little bit of the season on a whole. Uh, and then, you know, as we did last night with John Costco, uh, maybe try to predict a couple of changes here that could, you know, swing the momentum in 2021. Uh, from not competing for an ASU championship game, but perhaps hosting one. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar. I'm sorry. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on, all caps, no space, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Always thankful for the fine folks over at Built Bar sitting down here today from Browns Wire, from Lions Wire. Uh, Real GM writes fantastic, uh, basically a weekend preview and a weekend wrap over there. Uh, always does an incredible job with that. Mr. Jeff Risden. Jeff, my buddy, how we been? Jeff, it's great to talk to you again. It's been, it's been a fun ride this entire Brown season. Uh, it's sad that it's over, but I look back on it with, with a lot of happiness, man, because it, uh, it, w- it was a very fun ride. Um, you know, and as we've discussed the last couple of days, um, you know, some people, I, I guess maybe the feel of it, um, you know, you know, the loss, the fact that it was close, the fact that it was, you know, certainly seemed attainable. Uh, obviously, Andy Reid believed that um, if you're going to allow Chad Henning to throw the ball in fourth and one um, and, possi- and risk possibly giving oh, the Browns the ball uh, on your own <laughs> side of the field. So obviously, Andy Reid felt that as well. Um, but for me, Jeff, and, you know, obviously with this game here, but this is what we tried to talk about and prep everybody for all week. Um, it, it's look, I mean, win loss, it didn't matter, but you were going into this game and you know, you've gotten here now you've gotten, you know, your feet wet playoff wise, you know, the team is vastly improved roster wise, coaching wise, front office wise, but now you need to measure yourself against the elite of the AFC. Where are we at? Um, the elite currently of the AFC is the Kansas city chiefs. So, you know, to go and play them in this situation you know, if you were Andrew Barry, if you're Kevin Stefanski, you, you know, you have evidence. You can go back to this game you're as right many there, times man. as you want. Yep. And say, what is missing? What is needed to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. And, and we saw how close they were with all the adversity that they had with, with the injuries, with the, you know, the, the the COVID situation that that sprung up late in the season and, and the fact that they got to where they did I think it shows how how much raw talent there is on the team. Um, they did it w- without Olivier Vernon at the end of the year, which he was the best defensive player in the second half of the season. Miles Garrett clearly no, isn't not. right yet. Um, there's there's a lot of things that were stacked up against them, and then they still got to where they did and and lost a, a game that they had a shot at winning in Kansas City. If, if a couple of different breaks go just just you know a couple of inches, that's the way I wrote it at Brownswire was there was like three or four plays where there was there was two inches that separated Browns prevailing from Browns losing, and they all went the Chiefs' way. Um, and one of the things is that that's why they're the reigning Super Bowl champs. That's why they earned the home field advantage. That's a really really good football team. 
but the Browns were right there with him. And I think that that has to build so much confidence that the team went through all that they did with all the, the adversity and obstacles. And they still came within five points of winning that game on the road. Um, when some of their best players did not have their best games, I think that's, that, that is incredibly promising for the future. And it's, um, I, I love the way that, and, and I've been watching the, uh, the press conferences, guys like, like Kareem Hunt, you know, Wyatt Teller talked about it. Uh, Baker Mayfield especially talked about it. Uh, you know, Betonio, Garrett, they're all like, you know what? We know that we did great this year, but that's it's only the start. We're not going to be happy with resting on the accomplishment that we got. We have a lot of work to do, and I think that's the exact right thing that they need to take from the season. There's no question there. Um, you know, you especially now that you, you've tasted it, um, you know, or you know, let you use another expression: you've been in the club. You want to go back. You realize, you know, what it is, and, and now what this is about. Because obviously, vastly, vastly different times since the last time you know the Browns were in this situation. Um, you know, just one last thing. You know, closing up on Sunday, um, and this is going to go back, and this is you know probably what the most important thing that's coming out of 2020 in this season for the Cleveland Browns is, you know, there were times where people were getting nervous. You know, we were really high on Baker Mayfield in 2018, 2018, 2019. We knew we got a raw deal, but sometimes you still got to look at the play and say, look, it's going to cause some headaches. It's going to cause some concerns. There was some slight possibility of it this year. And it, it wasn't like, you know, closing the door on that, Jeff. Baker just slammed right. that sucker shut and said, look, these <laughs> conversations are now over. You want to focus on anyone else or whatever. This is my team. I am the quarterback. This is over with. I oh, am yeah. going to be here for quite a long time. Yes, and I, I hope that the the way that he played, look, he threw one interception. It was not a good choice on his part. He also did not get help from his wide receiver who did not move to get, try and come back and catch the ball. Um, and Tyron Matthew is a phenomenal player. He is an all pro for a reason. And he showed it. Uh, I, I was very pleased with the way Baker played. Um, did, could he have been a little bit better? Yeah, he could have, but he was certainly not the problem. He was not, he was not a problem. Um, and, and I think his developmental arc that he took, um, I think it shows that 2019 was the fluke year. You know that that we what we saw in 2018 when he was a rookie, when he set the the, the record for that time for for touchdown passes, and then what he did this season. Um, that's the real Baker, and we have to feel incredibly lucky that we don't have to worry about going into a draft where we're worrying about the quarterback. Uh, we, we Baker proved it. Uh, he's going to be here a long time. I don't think there's any question about that. I know there are still going to be people that doubted oh he, he he you know what's he's only one and one in the playoffs well well i mean lamar jackson is now one and three uh he, he goes with all the things you want there you know it's uh, uh you're picking at nits well, don't need to be picked when the, when's the last time ben roethlisberger won a playoff game uh it's, it's been a few years uh and he he's done winning them too um based on what we saw this year and that makes me very happy <laughs> you know i think yeah, i mean we can still find time to have a little sass here jeff there's no doubt about it oh I, there, there's i have no problem at all rubbing it into pittsburgh fans with all the crap that they've they've given browns fans over the years they they've and and all the god the negative karma shut up dude chase claypool i like you stop being like that stop being that way well, you lost. Thing is, it had nothing to do with you. Like, what, what are you? Are you Juju Smith Schuster's big brother? Like, I, mean, I don't get that. They got uh, the, the, the Juju can fight his own battles. I mean, he can get yeah, his kids from the mall that he plays flag football with in the mall. They can do his fights for him. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan. Aside from the fact that he coaches for Pittsburgh, he's 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 a great coach, and I I also think he's a phenomenal person and a leader of men. He's got to he's got to clamp down on that crap. That's that that cannot fly. If that's the way the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be, Mike Tomlin's not going to be there much longer. Not 100. percent Um, and the other thing is, is you know, it's just, and the other thing is, is Mike Tomlin, guys, we've won rings around here. Maybe you haven't. Um, but there's a certain way we do things, and you know, clap it back. And the other thing is. Look, if, if you're still playing, by all means. Um, but even with Jarvis last week, look, I ain't got time for all this social media <laughs> battles. I mean, exactly. we got a game to get ready for. I mean, it's it just absolutely perfect, perfect with the way they handled it. Um, we're going to get to more here with Jeff. We're going to get to the season on the whole. Obviously, we've mentioned Baker, but obviously uh, a bunch of other players on this team uh, deserve you know, their due to be given in what was just a fantastic season. Um, I know I can speak for Jeff, speak for myself. Um, it's just been an amazing ride. Obviously, Jeff and I both have been doing this Browns coverage-wise for a really long time, and it is our job to do it. And there's been some really, really dark times. Um, but for us, you know, I mean, just, for things change when you get to talk about a year like this. You know, you see, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> the people you work with who cover other teams and, you know, people you're friendly with, and you're like, wow, seems like fun. Can't wait to get to do that. Well, yes, <laughs> just like the Cleveland Browns. Just like the Cleveland Browns, Jeff Risden and I have gotten our taste this year. And uh, to keep the hashtag flowing, yes, we want more. You are one of a kind, and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver and have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance job. Or maybe you'd like to hand the whole tax filling process off to an expert while you perfect your banana bread recipe. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live tax experts are here to give are here to help giving you the confidence to know that you are one of a kind. Uniquely, you taxes are done right. Intuit Turbo Tax Live. 10 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. Also, be be sure to check out Locked On Bets with our... Uh, Locked On host, uh, your boy Q. He hosts the Locked On Raiders podcast. He does a great job there. Um, and for everybody else, go ahead and check out that Blue Nile. Uh, I know Jeff and I, we are both pretty happy with our home situations that we have going on here. Jeff, uh, I mean, just to view the season as a whole, and as much as everybody you know, wanted to discuss you know, the COVID scare that they have, they did get actually pretty lucky injury-wise. Look, it was Grant Elpit early. It was Olivier Vernon late in the season. 
Um, but to say for, you know, most of the year you were running out, you know, Nick Chubb and when he was injured, Kareem Hunt, which isn't a bad option, uh, the tight ends, uh, you know, the wide receivers after you lost Donovan Peoples-Jones, this is a reason you had a Rashard Higgins around. We got to see some growth of Donovan Peoples-Jones, and maybe he can be something that this team desperately needs in their offense going further in years, the offensive line, uh, the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, everybody, every time there was a linebacker mentioned, I guess I'll start here, Joe, I mean, uh, Jeff, this offseason, or then when somebody was cut or somebody was made available, the Browns got to get this linebacker. The Browns got to get this linebacker. The Browns got to get this linebacker. For what exactly their plan was and how they viewed this position, they're literally going to put a check mark next to it because this is, you know, probably the exact return they had in mind with the amount they invested in the linebacker position. Right. It's why they let Joe Schobert go to Jacksonville. Uh, and he, he was Joe Schobert there. He made a whole lot of tackles, uh, but he made them four or five yards away from the line of scrimmage. BJ Goodson did that in Cleveland for about one tenth of the salary. Um, that that tells you the commitment level of what they well, wanted from the linebackers. Not to cut you off, though, but God bless Joe, because not only is that, once you're buying that house in Florida, you know about that state income tax, right, guys? Ching, ching. <laughs> smart, smart guy out of Wisconsin. Yeah, oh, oh, and, and I wish him well. And and, and he's he's, he's a good player. I, and he, he, player, he will always – yeah, he will always be a guy that the Browns fans should root for and, and care about <laughs> because he, he liked it in Cleveland. Um, he wanted to stay, but uh, – they made the conscious decision, like you said, they went cheap on linebacker for a reason. Um, they didn't they do not view it as a playmaking position in Joe Wood's defense, and it wasn't. And that's uh, I think they realized throughout the year that maybe if they can't go as low as they did. Um, I, I've said it several times. Every linebacker on the team was two spots too high in the depth chart. BJ Goodson is a perfectly fine number three linebacker. He cannot be your number one. We saw a Sunday. Who's their dime nymph? Their dime linebacker, Shone Taki Taki. Come on, that, <laughs> at least put Jacob Phillips out there. I mean, I mean, Taki is great in yeah, a in a five yard that's, area. That's probably where he's headed. But you miss, you know, you're here for three. You're gone for three. You're here for three. You're gone for three. Yeah, um, and there was. Know, a lot I pray of, for the yeah. kid to have a healthy off season, but he's going to be their guy. Yeah, I uh, and I expect him to take a little bit of a leap next year. But uh, a guy like Mac Wilson was a big disappointment this year. He's got to either shape up or ship out because, uh, quite frankly, the way he played this year, he doesn't look like he has an NFL future. He's got to he's got to improve a lot. So they they certainly have the chance to really want it. Just isn't there. Yeah, it is, and it's frustrating because he is a really good guy. I I remember talking to him in the in the 2019 training camp. I actually got a a, a, quite a few minutes uh, one practice. Off on the side where I, I was standing next to him and, and behind him and and you really want it for him because he's he's a great human being but it it's just not clicking on the football field for him and and it, it's one of those deals where maybe he needs a change of scenery because I don't think that it's clicking for him with Stefanski or Joe Woods um, and you know that happens he, I, I know people get attached to him he's a fifth round draft pick that uh, they come and go. Uh, you're going to have another fifth round draft pick People this year that you could probably bring back that he came from Alabama. If he was a fifth round pick out of Akron, they would not feel the same. Well, maybe not Akron, but well, maybe know, not Arizona. Pete, Pete would certainly way. like him from Akron. Yeah. If he came from uh, uh, Indiana. <laughs> yeah. 
know, you know, if, if he came from Stanford, I don't think people would care so much. Yeah, that's uh, that's the other crimson that you look at. Yeah, so uh, they've definitely got some work cut out for him to do. I I do I want BJ Goodson back. I think he he got better as the year went on, and I think uh, aside from the fact that they don't have anybody else to replace him, he did do some things down the stretch. I thought, man, that that last that play that he just missed making Sunday. And that wasn't on yep. him because that wasn't necessarily his responsibility. And I think that whole dynamic between the safeties and the linebackers, they've got to get better in the middle of the field defense. Uh, the, the four or five guys who are playing behind the defensive line and inside the cornerbacks, they've got to be better next year. You brought up Grant Delpit being injured. He'll be back. I have great faith that he's going to be healthy. Um, his Achilles will be fine. Uh, Kevin Stefanski talked about it in his season ending press conference. Uh, they expect him back and they expect him to start. And I do too. Uh, but, you know, you look, uh, uh, Carl Joseph is a free agent. Uh, Andrew Sandejo is a free agent. I, I don't know if either of those guys will be back. I kind of hope that if they are, they're they're down the, the, the pecking order. You know, you had Ronnie Harrison. You got what, a year if, from if him. Joseph could come back, Sandejo, I think we're all good there. I think, Joseph, yeah, I think we're, we're moving beyond On that. the same deal he played this year with, I, I, I think I'm in. Because yeah. the thing you like about Carl Joseph is, that guy, go kill him. No, no, no. Don't go 20 yards downfield for any other reason ever. No, that yeah. guy right there, go murder him. Slay him. Drop him. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I can do that. that that's um, what he, he's an important. You can get him with a Ronnie Harrison, with a Grant Delpit. You can find a way to fit him into this safety equation that Joe Woods wants. Exactly. He, he, uh, like, like with the linebackers, he was a spot too high in the depth chart, and that's because Grant Delpit was hurt. Uh, and I think uh, we've probably seen the end of, of Sheldrick Redwine, um, unless he shows monumental improvement. And again, this is this is a John Dorsey draft pick from Miami uh, that it, it just hasn't worked. Um, I, I was hopeful. We talked we talked about it when I was on your show earlier th- this fall, Jeff. Where yep. I'm like, well, let's see more of Sheldrick Redwine. Let's see what he can do. And now that we've seen that, it's like, okay, maybe not. The thing is, is he can he can wow you in spurts. Like the Colts game, he got in there interception. Oh, that was great. The Pittsburgh playoff game. Yeah, there's always one. It, it, and, you know, I mean, what's the old phrase? You know, um, you know, I go to the Costanza Seinfeld thing, like where you throw out the one-liner, everybody laughs. Good everybody. Yeah. Like, don't say anything else. You're running one up yeah, the room. Just leave. But you know, once you have to play him over a three, four-game stretch, then it's like, oh, okay. Well, nah, don't go back to the one-liner. You know, we've seen what we need to see. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there, there's room for upgrade there. But I, I, I hope – I hope that the upgrades are speed because I, I think the lack of speed that showed in really in the Pittsburgh game too, when they were starting to come back in the Tennessee game, when, when they came back and made the big rally, the, the speed at the back end of the defense and, and linebackers included in this as well, they have to upgrade that. They are just, they're not dynamic athletes back there and they've got to, they've got to get that. Delpit is that. Uh, and I think he'll show that. Uh, but the linebackers uh, outside of Goodson and, and I mean, Jacob Phillips is a, he, he tests better than he, he tests as a better athlete than he plays. And I think that's something that they, they need to be wary of in this draft process and in the free agency process. They need a guy who can just simply turn and run with a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, no, not every team has a Travis Kelsey. He's, he's set the record for, for receiving yards by a tight end for a reason, but there are good tight ends out there and they don't have anybody who can mark them right now. And that, that's gotta be a primary focus for him this off season. Yeah, and that's one thing. And you know, for, as we mentioned, Joe Schobert, that's where he was good. You know, Joe was he was good at that. Joe could do that linebacker, but he was he, he had the intelligence to say, "I've got to stay with this guy twelve yards to make sure he gets to the safety." 
Because right. you know, once, you know, and some of these linebackers, they're lost by seven. Guess what? That's an easy reception for a tight end. And now he's one-on-one with the safety. And if it's, you know, look, Mark Andrews in this division, um, you know, Eric Ebron in this division, these are guys yeah. that you're going to have to worry about as far as what they can do there. And, you know, some of it's feel, and that's where Jacob Phillips is in a tough spot um, because he probably didn't get the experience he needed this year. I'm sure they thought he was going to play a ton more than he did. But, you know, in, out, in, out, and puts in a tough position. And it's, it's just the way yeah, it there's, works. There's and a guy who has battled some injuries. The other thing with the speed is they had to play zone against the Chiefs because they couldn't play man. They just physically were incapable of playing man defense in, in long stretches on that. And they're not – if you're going to have to do that, you've got to get better at, at your zone defense. And that's not something that – If you're going to play man against the Chiefs, play. what are you doing with Terrence Mitchell? Like, like, like Terrence Mitchell. Yeah, what, exactly. What, what are you doing? All right, well, he'll take him. He'll All right, well, Denzel can maybe run with Tyreek. Maybe. What are we doing? Maybe, probably not, but maybe he's got your best shot at it. Yeah, it was. It's just a that's a bad matchup going into it. And I, there were a lot of people that were giving Joe Woods a lot of grief. They held the Chiefs to twenty two points. I'm, I'm going to give Joe Joe Woods some credit for that. The fact that they went, now obviously Mahomes missed a quarter of the game, but uh, for I thought he I thought honestly Joe Woods had a great game against the Chiefs mm-hmm. um the b- given the results of, of what they've done to some other teams and and I think what they're going to do to Buffalo I, I I bet they put 30 on Buffalo this weekend doesn't mean the Buffalo won't win but I, I do think I expect them to have some success with it um given if obviously if Mahomes is back I thought that that he did the best that he could with what he had to work with um, and I know there's a lot of people that are grumbling that, oh, Joe Woods is coming back because Stefanski said he doesn't want any changes to his coaching staff. And I want some continuity, baby. Give, give me give me the same coaching staff two years in a row. Give them an, an offseason to work a program in. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited with what I saw from Joe Woods in the last couple of games. I, obviously, he needs to get away from playing prevent defense. That, that, that's got to go. He needs to get off that. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly happy with what he did with what he had down the stretch. And for anybody who's got an issue with Joe Woods, this is, you know, the retort I come back with. Oh, well, what's with the prevent defense? Um, you're in a playoff game on the road with a big lead. You're starting Robert Jackson. You know, you didn't elevate him off the practice squad for depth. He was elevated off the practice squad to start. To start. <laughs> yeah. To start. I mean, like, you know, and, and like Pete had the best line about this, Jeff. And it was like, well, the next guy up was the guy who drove the bus to the stadium. There's nobody left. Like this guy, there was nothing left in the toolbox. And it was like, well, can you please hang the door before you go home? And he, he found a <laughs> yeah. way to make it work. You look at what they did for the offensive side of the ball. You got the top available tackle in the free agent class. You got the top available tight end in the free agent class. You drafted a tackle at 10. How about we go grocery shopping for Joe Woods this exactly. offseason? And like, I let's see what he can do with. Everybody- Go ahead. Yeah. Yep. Let's let's see what he can do with with a first round. Um, I'll, I'll say edge because I think that's probably where they're looking, or or linebacker, mm-hmm. somebody who can do both of those would be ideal. Uh, I got a couple guys in mind for that. Um, that, yeah, that you save that. You save that. You save that. I will. There's, that's Mr. called a tease, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Look at Mister Risden go like he's done radio before. I guess. <laughs> uh, as we continue on your Wednesday. Locked on Browns, Mr. Jeff Risden, joining your host, Jeff Lloyd. Are we ready for championship weekend? Buffalo, Kansas City. I'm sorry. Yes, Buffalo, Kansas City, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and to quote Mr. Chris Berman, the Bay of Pigs. This weekend in the NFC Championship game, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust 
betonline.ag. Look, playoff football is more fun to bet because you have sole attention of the game so you can see all of them. So sign up today for a free account at betonline.ig and use that promo code LOCKDOWN, all caps, no space, for your 50% welcome bonus. Not only do we have championship weekend, NBA, NHL, college basketball, it's just getting there. You want to spend a little? I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna tell you what to do with your money. You want to spend a little? Great weekend to do so. It's always a great time to do so with BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. Do not forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Now, Jeff, we talked, and you know, there's there's got to be some shopping done. Um, some things are going to be needed here, um, offensively, defensively, and this is for you know, and for Joe Woods and for Coach Stefanski. Jeff, there's times this season on both sides of the ball, you're playing checkers. You, you don't have the ability to play chess. <laughs> really, yeah. really good at, at really, really good at checkers, but the fact that you can't get vertical. The fact that you know, on the offensive side of the ball, Baker has to be this precise within a 20 to 25-yard scope makes it difficult. The defensive side of the ball, as we mentioned, when you go against the Kansas City Chiefs and they run that little you know, forward shovel pass, so Mahomes gets the reception, I mean gets the completion, the receivers get the reception in the yards, and you have guys with blazing 4, 3, 40 times running around the edges. There's only – they're limited in what they can do as far as gifted athleticism. And this is something that's going to have to change. Baker is capable of playing and doing more with this offense, with the right pieces. We've talked about this on the defensive side of the ball. You, you know, there's going to be times where you want to go, man, it's great that you have Denzel Ward, but you need more. There's got to be more guys that can do this. And, you know, this, this team needs some, Fast and furious type of juice to it. Yeah, they got it. They have to get. I actually think I think Odell Beckham coming back will help the offense some. Um, and, and my stance on that is, I, for me, I'm wondering if him being away allowed for a lot of wow. With these guys doing this within this system, now maybe we have a better idea how to truly open up. And you'll yeah. basically, you know, pop the bottle on Odell within our offense. Yeah. Now he he's a, uh, he's an interesting cat, but he's also a very football smart guy. And I'm mm-hmm. hopeful that he sees where, okay, this is where my fit is now. I see it better because he's, he's stepped away from it a little bit. Um, he sees how the Stefanski offense operates and he's seen it from the outside. He knows, he knows Jarvis Landry. He knows DPJ. He knows what Hollywood can do. I think he, he can see where his spot is in that. So I, I think I think he's going to come back better, honestly. Uh, I'm hopeful for that, uh, and I, I think the Browns should be confident that he does that. Uh, I know there are people who think he's going to be a, a salary cap cut. I, I don't see that happening. Um, maybe, maybe it will, but they've, there's no in, inclination from the team to give up on that right now because they don't have anybody to replace him yet. So I think he's going to help there. I do think Donovan Peoples-Jones getting a full offseason in um, and, and getting his feel for it. Look, he's always going to be a guy who's who's a little bit variable. He he's never been a consistent player going back to Michigan, uh, where, where he was 
occasionally awesome, but often erratic. And I think that's that's just what you're going to get with him. But if he's your number four wide receiver, you can live with that. He's going to be he is a guy who can get behind the defense and stretch that. So I I, I know there's a lot of clamoring for for replacing uh, or or getting faster on the outsides. I think that just internal improvement and and a second year in the system will help some of that. Hollywood, I don't, I don't know what you do with him. He's a free agent. I think he's probably going to have more value for another team, honestly. Um, even though he, he's clearly at his best with Baker, they have that little mind melt thing working on. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he's going to be back or not. And, and if he's not back, then you get a guy. And and ideally, what I would like, I would like to see a guy with some speed out of the slot, some more quickness. I know Juice is fine there, but you can get if you can get a guy like. Um, like what the Bills have this weekend with Cole Beasley. The Browns don't have a guy mm-hmm. like that. And I think that kind of player in the Stefanski offense can do really, really well. It, it's a role that the tight end often plays, but if you want to get a little bit more athletic than, than what you get from Harrison Bryant or, uh, or or Austin Hooper, a guy like Cole Beasley, a guy like Danny Amendola, what he's done for Detroit, th- those kind of guys, and they're fairly inexpensive and fairly readily available in the offseason – you give me a guy like that, and I, I feel pretty good about the receiving core. Um, and you need, and that's the thing. And this is where, and for all these talks on Jar- Jarvis Landry, this is where these things kind of get misconstrued. And, and Jeff just made the statement here: these guys don't cost a lot of money. Um, but if this is what you're looking for Jarvis to do, look, there's weeks where he he can just carve people up. Um, but there's weeks where he is limited athletic wise against the guys he's going against um you know and it is what it is but you you have to add more juice to this offense yak yards after catch is missing badly the fact that you know you you what they had to do to get that 75 yard touchdown pass to donovan people's jones against the tennessee titans uh, it was 13 personnel you had to sell the living daylights out of it you need to be able to add verticality to this passing game. And it's crazy to think that, oh, man, if we could get 20 yards here, flip the field, we'll see what happens. In in the back of your mind, you're hoping that they hand it to Nick Chubb and he runs behind Wyatt Teller. That's not the way it should work. It's yeah, great that they can do true. it, but it shouldn't be the way this works. No, and, and you there are offenses out there that um, can attack down the field and get a pass interference call or two in a game. Uh, I, I don't have the numbers in front of you, but I know that the Browns were near the bottom in terms of beneficiary yards on defensive pass interference. That means getting called when you throw the ball and the defensive back interferes with you. They were near the bottom of the league in that. that those are free yards. Uh, that, that's something that if Matt Ryan, uh, who's, who's a quarterback that you probably would put Baker Mayfield in the same tier as him. Uh, in terms of of you know stature, you know that that second or third tier in the NFL right now, and Baker's going up into that, um, and hopefully climbs over yeah, that. And, and Matt Ryan's Ryan sort of in the bottom of, of that now, but he's he's been fantastic his entire career at taking shots where he knows that a guy can get a pass interference call on third and seventeen. That's that's absent from the Browns' offense right now, and that that's that's a dynamic that I think I would like to see added in there. Uh, because Baker will throw it. He he's shown that he's he's got the stones to throw that, that ball down there. Um and and mm-hmm. and if it's not interfered with, he can complete some of those too. And they don't have that guy on the team. Maybe maybe Beckham's that guy. I, that's not where he's been at his best, although he does he does do well at it. But yeah, there's uh 
I, I, I'm I'm at a conflict with with Landry. I'm not I'm not where Pete is. Obviously, I'm not. I I, I value him more fair, than he does. To be fair, people, if you're getting upset with this, this has been Pete's stance since he got here three years yes, ago. Yes, it and is. It's always yes. going to be. It's, you paid a BMW price, and you got a Toyota Camry. There's nothing wrong with a Toyota Camry, but what you're paying for, and it's just as simple as that. Go to the top wide receiver money in the NFL. Look at those names. Look at the numbers. And guys, it's simple. It's simple. The production does not match. And Pete is a numbers guy. He is getting, Pete has become bigger and bigger with analytics as the years have gone on. And I'm going to tell you right now, you got to have some bean counters in that building in Berea saying, this is what we're paying right. for. And this is because you're getting to, get to a point now where, where the cap room is becoming more precious because you've got to lock up Nick Chubb. You've got to you got to pay Wyatt Teller some a lot of money this off season. You, you've got to start paying, oh, thinking about what you're going to pay Denzel. You want to bring in a, a defensive player or two what or about three. The yeah, the, the quarterback's going to need some money in a couple of years too. <laughs> you can't be paying. You can't pay your number two wide receiver. And, and Jarvis is a phenomenal number two wide receiver. You can't pay him $14 million a year to, to do what he's doing. Um, you can find somebody else who can do 90% of that for 50% of his salary. And that, that's the economics. That we haven't had to deal with this with the Browns because they haven't they haven't had players that are good enough to merit that. Oh, if you're willing to come here, we'll give you $20 million. I mean, that's where it was. Yeah, exactly. We have the money. Somebody please just agree to come play here. Yeah, that 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 that, 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 that dynamic's gone now, <laughs> and, and we have to learn different ways. Is, is you've had, yeah, you, it's just you, you got to learn to be prudent now. Um, you got to you got to you got to prioritize the spending. And you've yeah. seen Baker Mayfield excel with you know with less, you know whether it was uh, you know Darren Fells, Rashard Perriman, uh, of course Hollywood Higgins. Um, you know, he can, Baker can make it happen. Jeff, whether it's free agency, whether it's the draft, give me a couple of names here uh, that you think could come in <laughs> and, you know, make a major difference here in 2021. They have so, picks. Yeah, um, they do. 26. <laughs> 26 crazy. I'm, my phone hurts from scrolling through the phone to see a mock draft right now. I'm getting tired of it already. <laughs> I like it. I, have, I haven't actually done a mock draft yet for the, the Browns. It's kind of fun, kind of refreshing. Uh, the guy that I have my eye on, uh, there's two of them. Um, Owusu Koromoa from, from, from Notre yep. Dame. 215-pound uh, linebacker safety hybrid. He can, he can rush the passer if you want him to. If you look at how, and I am not comparing him to him, but how, how the Colts use Darius Leonard is how I would see JOK being used in, in Joe Woods' defense in Cleveland. He, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's Darius Leonard, but he has the ability to be that type of a player. And give me that, yeah. Uh, the other guy, Zaven Collins out of Tulsa, a little bit bigger. He is not a dynamic athlete. He's not a space player. He is what Zadarius Smith was in Baltimore and is now in Green Bay, which is a very good um, younger version of Olivier Vernon, basically. Uh, but Olivier at his prime, I think he can be that kind of guy as a, a, a stand-up edge who can get out and blow up screen passes, um, defend the set the edge really well, but also get to the passer and get you 
working across from Miles Garrett, getting you seven to ten sacks a year. That's exactly what you need from that position. Uh, Vernon, God bless him. Uh, with with the Achilles injury, you cannot count on that coming back. So you got to build that. So th- th- those are the two guys that I got my eyes on right now. Yeah, and you know, for everybody, again, look, um, this linebacker thing is not going to change. Um, I'm not saying they're not going to bring linebackers in somehow, some way. But um, if you're looking for the top linebackers in the 2021 NFL draft, I would highly suggest you scroll down and probably scroll down a lot unless they can find. <laughs> yeah, the Mike, Michael Rush Parsons is not going to be on this football team. Uh, no, 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 probably not bloody likely from that old one. Jeff, we got yeah. three football games left in the 2020 NFL season. Who is playing in the final game? Buffalo, Kansas City, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Who's playing Super Bowl Sunday? I, I th- there's not a team that's better than Green Bay right now. I, I think they're going to make short work of, of Tampa Bay, to be honest with you. I, I, I like the Packers a lot. Tampa Bay going to Green Bay is not good by any means whatsoever. I'd say maybe there was a fighter's chance if it was in Tampa. I, I just don't see it playing well. The way that the Packers can win, they they run the ball so dang well. And the, boy the, the, Buc- yeah, the Buccaneers defense can make plays on you, but they, they, they don't know whether you're going to be running at them or passing at them. Um, and the fact that they have the triplets with Rodgers and 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 Jones and and Devontae Adams, who was the best wide receiver in football this year, and I say that as a huge DeAndre Hopkins fan myself, uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna beat the the Bucks. I, I feel pretty darn confident about that one. The other game, the AFC game, you know what Buffalo? There's there's something about that team. They have that the feel of of of, of, of a team that has a. a a sense of destiny, uh, and I don't know how far that's going to carry them because uh, it, uh, what, what you saw from this though is for the Chiefs, who's covering Stephon Diggs? Who is covering Stephon Diggs? It's great that you won last week, but you are not going to see any. You did not see any wide receiver last week like you're about to see this week. No, and and that's one of the things is that the playing the Browns did not prepare them for playing the Bills, whereas I think what what Buffalo saw does prepare them some for Kansas City. And I, I think that's going to be an edge for them. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think it's going to come down to special teams, uh, a, a turnover here or there. Uh, it's it's tough for me to reconcile that Josh Allen never turns the ball over in the red zone, but God bless him, he's doing good at it. They they just have a feel of a team that can do this. Uh, I, I, I don't know who I'm going to pick yet, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if Buffalo won. It's one of those it, – it's a coin flipper for me, honestly. And, and then to, to go to the last game, I, I don't see any team beating Green Bay is the best team in football for me. So I, I got them going the whole way. Yeah, I, I do believe. And I think for Aaron Rodgers, I'm not saying it's one last ride in the sun, but maybe it's the one last legitimate ride in the sun. And you can see it in his eyes. You can see it in the line of scrimmage. He just knows that his team is better than whoever they're, he's playing they're just right feeling now. It. And the fact and, that their defensive front can come at you in waves, the Darius Smith, who I talked about, they, they Rashawn Gary, they're getting positive positive things out of him they they got they've got a secondary that can make plays that they're feeling they're they're cruising really well right now that's that's a really good and well-coached football team and Aaron Rodgers is the MVP he got my MVP vote uh I I think he's gonna win it I, and it wouldn't surprise me if he wins a Super Bowl MVP vote too yeah not at all not at all not at all all right folks we're gonna have to put this one to bed but he is Mr. Jeff Risden make sure you're following on Twitter I am sure most of you are Browns wire again Lions wire real GM um, and happy for Jeff. Um, you know, the two franchises Jeff works for, 
uh, you know, it's it it's tough, but um, you know, starting to you know with the Lions with some news. Hopefully, God, it was it was great to get rewarded there. this year with with a playoff yeah. win. I I can't tell you how how cathartic that was for my football soul, Jeff. It was great. <laughs> well, not to mention maybe you know your presence around the house and your wife and children, the fact that maybe you know Dad's just you know just a little bit happier and you know God just knows a, he's just a little bit yeah for this. Yeah, and of course, real GM. The articles over there. Check those out. Uh, you know, before the weekend, after the weekend, uh, the show itself, Locked On Browns. Make sure you're following me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open, uh, both accounts. Anything you have, questions. We are now going shifting to off season mode. Um, allowed to take you know, have time to take some more ideas um, from you guys. If it's good, well, you know, we'll take the ball and run with it. Content wise, appreciate you all for that. Spotify, iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review. I just want to thank you all again. It's it's just been an incredible run this year. Um, you know, and I know a lot of it, you know, for the show to continue to grow with its success comes from the Browns. But again, none of this happens without you guys showing up day in, day out. And it just absolutely means the world to me. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.